welcome to today's driving discussion. Um, we are in Europe today and looking at the impact on the European road fuels market from the COVID-19 virus. And my name is Josephine Alström, VP of Business Development Europe. And I have the company today of Elliot Radley, uh, editor of August European Products Report. Welcome, Elliot. Thanks, Josephine. Good to be here. So, Elliot, before we go into the road fuels, uh, do you want to quickly just mention what's going on uh, in the jet fuels market at the moment? Sure. Yeah, it's worth a quick overview uh, because the jet fuel market is certainly on the front lines of, of this outbreak, given the measures we've seen in place. Um, the airlines have been hit massively hard. We've seen uh, Ryanair reduce its capacity by around 80 percent and expects to have all its flights grounded in April and May. EasyJet has just taken the decision to ground its entire fleet uh, with no certainty when flights will be resuming. Um, so for jet fuel prices, that obviously has a major impact and the loss in demand is huge. Uh, we saw delivered cargo prices fall to just $226 a tonne last week, which was their lowest in around 17 years since 2002. And that compares with average prices of more than $500 a tonne in February. Margins have also been under pressure. Uh, they fell to less than $6.50 a barrel last week for the first time since May 2009. And that compares with almost $16 a barrel in March last year. Um, so very heavy for the jet complex. Um, also worth mentioning is that jet fuel cargoes we're seeing priced at discounts to the ICE gas oil contract. And that's for the first time since August began assessing them in this way back in 2006. Um, so it depends how long these measures remain in place, but yeah, not, not a good picture for JET at the moment. Wow, that's quite astonishing to hear that, Elliot. But, but is there a different story to gas oil overall in the diesel market? Yeah, that's right. So um, somewhat strangely, we've seen diesel margins moving in the opposite direction to JET. Um, given diesel's link to economic activity, you might expect that diesel would also be under immense pressure at the moment, given the measures we're seeing rolled out across Europe to fight the virus. But for the time being, at least, that hasn't been the case. And uh, we, in fact, saw delivered French diesel cargo margins hit four-month highs of around $20 a barrel to North Sea dated towards the end of March, which is around twice that of where jet margins are currently. I think that can be explained by a few factors. Um, firstly, as with jet, outright prices of diesel have fallen massively given the sharp declines in crude values. French diesel cargo prices are more or less cut in half, with values at around $300 a tonne recently compared with closer to $600 a tonne on average in January. That collapse in the outright price has incentivized buying in some sectors. And combined with the contango in the forward market, that's encouraging end users to place these volumes into storage tanks. Um, the spread we saw between April and June ice gas oil was around $8 a tonne at the end of March. So that's certainly uh, a strong enough level to be driving these sorts of storage plays. Um, in Germany in particular, one of Europe's largest markets, of course, um, we've been seeing this. There's been strong buying for heating oil and diesel. And that's been widening inland premiums in Germany compared with the ARA market. And there's been some refinery turnarounds as well in Germany, particularly uh, constricting supply in the south, helping to lend support to the complex. 
On the demand side, we've had reports of delivery companies in Germany stocking up with diesel as orders have picked up with people trapped at home during the outbreak. Heating oil demand has been particularly strong lately, which has narrowed uh, heating oil prices um, in comparison to diesel barges. And we've also heard that demand from the agricultural sector is quite strong for diesel. So that's been supporting diesel relative to jet. I think lastly, it's important to note that Europe's refineries are more geared towards the production of gasoline. So Europe is shorter on diesel in general, and the market is more dependent on imports. So that means that in, in the case of maintenance or outages, as we see across Europe currently, any supply tightness will be more acutely felt on, on diesel. So do you think that given that there is still a large number of European countries that could be more hit um, by the virus situation and we will see more lockdowns? So what's your view on, on where the diesel outlook or the diesel market going forward? Yeah, I think as we see um, the, the the virus peak across Europe and and these further measures put in place, I think naturally we'll see demand start to taper off. Um, the economies will slow down if they haven't already, and that has to affect diesel demand, I think. So um, it's likely that we'll see diesel's position as an outlier in the products portfolio uh, come under threat soon, and I imagine margins will start to ease. And just moving over to the other major road fuels. Um, so gasoline, uh, what on earth is that has happened to gasoline? And and really, what are the driving forces be- behind such a major change that we see on the gasoline market? Yeah, that's right. So gasoline has has felt the pain of the coronavirus outbreak, arguably more than any other product in the in the uh, refined products portfolio, more so than jet, perhaps. We had prices falling to record lows of of just under $131 a tonne on the 23rd of March. And that was their lowest since 2009 when Argus began assessing Eurobob gasoline. For comparison, that compares with prices of more than $550 a tonne in January. So a massive decline there. Um, Around halfway through March, we saw gasoline prices fall below secondary feedstock values as well which demonstrates just how uneconomical gasoline was to produce at the time. So both naphtha and low sulfur VGO, both of which are used as feedstocks to make gasoline, were more expensive than gasoline itself. Um, On the margin side, gasoline has been massively hit. Um, It fell to discounts of almost $7 a barrel to uh, crude towards the end of March, which is pretty much unheard of, certainly for this time of year. Um, So that means gasoline, the production of gasoline was essentially a loss making affair. And even jet, as as we spoke about earlier uh, in this crazy market that we're seeing, has remained uh, at a premium to crude. So it goes to show just how weak the gasoline complex has been. Um, I think the reason why gasoline has been hit so badly is because Europe is more long than ever on gasoline with no one really driving recreationally. Uh, Very few people driving to work, of course, amid the outbreak. Um, Gasoline isn't as dependent on industrial activity as as we see with diesel. And um, the arbitrages out of Europe haven't been particularly attractive for gasoline recently. So a lot of the production um, has stayed within the continent. And talking about the diesel demand before, but what about the gasoline demand? Um, are you seeing any indications of how much the gasoline demand in Europe has fallen? 
We're hearing um, anecdotal uh, indications on, on how demand has fallen across Europe. Um, I think good examples are recently we heard the Italian unions and of course Italy has been hit the hardest at the moment by this outbreak. Uh, the unions there were saying they were going to close all of Italy's petrol stations. I think a final decision has yet to be taken on this, but if that happens, of course, demand destruction there will be massive. In Germany, we've heard fuel stations um, are facing declines in demand of 30 to 50 percent, and in some regions up to as much as 70 percent. So, of course, those are just a few examples, but that's the kind of landscape that gasoline is facing currently and is likely to face over the coming months as these measures roll on. And given that we just came through the switch from uh, winter grades of gasoline to summer grades. Has that had an extra sort of impact in addition to the current situation of, of gasoline not being in favor at the moment? I think uh, on the seasonal transition for gasoline, it, it has lent some support to the gasoline complex given that the stringent specs for summer grade um, mean that barrels are more expensive. Um, on the 30th of March, which was the first full day of summer trading for our Argus Eurobob barges, which as you know is the European gasoline benchmark, gasoline did return to a premium to North Sea dated for the first time since around mid-March. But it is worth mentioning that that was led more by a $3 fall in the value of dated on the day. So it's not particularly that there's strength in the gasoline complex, I'd say, but the seasonal transition has helped somewhat. Thanks. Thanks, Ali. That's very useful. And then overall, I mean, how are the refiners managing this difficult situation? How are they looking? Um, I mean, going forward, I mean, we see extraordinary low crude prices. So yesterday, I mean, August assessed uh, North Sea data to just under $18 per barrel. So yesterday, Monday, the 30th of March. Um, so we see the whole refined products complex coming down massively in values. And then we have the jet and the gasoline, as you mentioned, crashing. Um, and, and then diesel being the only possibly current blessing for the European refiners. But are there some measures they are putting in place in order to uh, sort of manage the situation going forward, in your view, Elliot? Sure, sure. Um, I think refiners in Europe will be looking to um, manage the current situation in any way they can. But with margins, as you, as you mentioned, for so many of those products under pressure, it's certainly a tough time. Looking to one crack spread of, of profitability, roughly, for a typical refinery, which assumes that um, for every three barrels of oil you, you run, you produce two gasoline and, and one of diesel. Um, that marker against Ice Brent actually moved into negative territory in March, suggesting uh, that these refiners might be running at a loss. Against dated, it has remained just above zero, but you can still see the pain that these refiners are going through. Um, on average, we were talking about levels of $5 a barrel in March, and that compares with $8 a barrel in February, and, and an average of, of $10 a barrel across 2019, so it's certainly a tough time. Um, we talked already briefly about the fact that spring maintenance has pretty much reached its peak. I think we've had around 15 refineries offline in recent weeks, with that number somewhere between 12 to 14 now, we think. That's pretty normal for this time of year, and I think a lot of refiners undertook heavy maintenance in the autumn period last year, ahead of the IMO 2020 rollout. But that's certainly helping support uh, 
well, lend some support to the complex currently. Whether we see those refiners choose to extend turnarounds that are currently happening, um, given there's no real rush to be producing products like gasoline at a loss, um, remains to be seen. What could complicate this, though, is, is staffing at these refineries, given the lockdown measures across Europe. Perhaps some turnarounds will still go ahead as planned. Some might be cancelled, some might be postponed. We've already seen this, for example, in France with Total's phase in and, and, and Grand Puy refineries, uh, where maintenance has been suspended because of a lack of personnel, meaning the restarts of those facilities have been delayed. Gunvor has taken a similar decision recently with its Rotterdam refinery, which went offline back in November last year because it was uneconomical to run even back then. Neste in recent days said it would uh, do short, sharp bursts of business critical maintenance rather than a, a long stoppage for a, a more uh, broad turnaround. And presumably that's also because of a lack of uh, access to personnel. Um, I'm sure there could be others in the coming weeks as, as these measures get rolled out further. Outside of that, there are a lot of refiners across Europe that are offline for planned maintenance currently. And if they do choose to come back online in this environment, the need to reduce run rates across Europe will, of course, be higher than it currently is. We might see more drastic uh, measures taken. Um, we saw API Falconara in the Mediterranean that they recently decided to shut down the refinery there until late April, as there's just not enough demand in the region and their storage tanks are, are full now. So we'll see if others follow suit, um, but how many refineries might need to consider taking these sorts of measures to balance this market as it currently stands is unclear. Um, if we're talking as we were before about demand destruction of, of 50%, up to 70% in some regions, perhaps even more, you could argue that the same percentage of refinery capacity would need to close to, to balance that market. Currently, we see around 4 million barrels a day of refining capacity that has at least one unit down for maintenance or otherwise, and that's around a quarter of, of total European capacity. Um, but much of that's planned maintenance, so it's likely to come back online shortly. Of course, some refiners won't choose to shut down completely, but will reduce run rates. And we've heard of cuts as much as 2 million barrels a day that could be taking place over the next few weeks. But even with those, there's certainly a long way to go before we reach a state of balance, I think. Um, thanks. Thanks, Elliot. And only my final question. So we're seeing the battle between Saudi Arabia and Russia on crude production. Um, so for the European refiners, what is your last comment there in terms of the scenario going forward here? Sure. So the expectation, I think, over the next few months, given the breakdown in talks uh, between OPEC members, is that there'll be a, a, a glut of, of heavier, sour crudes hitting the market from, from Russia and, and Saudi Arabia in particular. For the lighter end of the barrel, that could be something of a life raft, um, given that uh, those crudes are less suitable to producing lighter products. Um, so it may help tighten the fundamentals on gasoline, uh, particularly as we're moving towards the summer season, which is typically driving season, but I can't see many people driving in the current conditions, so we won't see much pickup there. Um, but conversely to that, of course, the sheer volume is, is what has pulled prices so low. So conversely, this could encourage refiners to stock up while they can on these volumes and, and run barrels while they have access to them. And that would only add to the current oversupply of products in Europe. 
Thank you, Elliot. That has been very, very useful. Um, and that's all for us for today. And thank you for listening. Listening. And if you would like to track the immediate fallout from the coronavirus on the commodity markets, uh, it's just to head over to our dedicated hub page on the Argos Media website, uh, which you find basically at www.argusmedia.com slash coronavirus. Thank you for listening and goodbye.